Hello, hello. Welcome, one and all, to episode 43 of the SFT. This week, Film Docs Keeks, you there? Loud and clear. Oh, loud and clear. Uh, 43 is a big number because I think that's probably the amount of hot dogs I've eaten my whole entire life. And I just got to shout out. I got to shout out my boy. I hope he's listening. But Joey Chestnut, one of my favorite athletes of all time. One of the greatest champions of all time. He's got the 12 times he's carried the mustard belt. So when people associate greatness with Sweet Film Talk, with Michael Jordan, Derek Jeter, you name it, Joey Chestnut, include him in. Dude, I I was talking with Becky. I think I think the moment you become an adult is when you realize, and this I don't know if this is a hot take, but a good hot dog beats a good hamburger 10 out of 10 times. Man, that is a bold statement, but it's I'm having a hard time disagreeing with you. I mean, if you think about it, like the times that you've had a good hot dog and walked away just just mm, better than a yeah. hamburger every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think you're spot on because normally I have a hamburger. I'm like, yeah, that was a good hamburger. But when I, yeah, like you said, when I have a good hot dog, I'm like, dang, gosh, what was what was that about? Like the the bun was toasted, get a little relish on there. Oh my gosh, I tried relish ketchup. on a hot dog the first time today. My word. Yep. Um, I, I love that. So I hope everyone is enjoying their Fourth of July and uh, have a great weekend. But we're going to be talking quickly about some some traditions maybe that we do. Spider-Man, Far From Home. We have a review um, regarding our thoughts, kind of non-spoiler. And then we'll we'll dig into the spoilers. Fourth of July, what'd you do? Dude, we have, um, we are five episodes in of Stranger Things Season 3. <laughs> We're going to okay. start Episode 6. <laughs> Here real soon. Um, <laughs> I love that. That's it. We went over to um, a neighbor's house and we had hamburgers, which were good. But like I said, we ate hot dogs earlier today. And I, I gotta say, I enjoy a good hot dog over a good hamburger. Yeah. And, and, and I when I think. Up and I've always thought hamburgers were better because it seemed like, oh, like hamburgers are like a privilege. You know, it was like, it was like a special occasion and hot dogs were always like, man, we'll just throw out hot dogs. But that's yeah. because. <laughs> The good ones. Mm-hmm. It's all about the B Franks, the ballpark, or the Nathan. The bun length. Um, I think hot dogs are the staple food for the Fourth of July. I mean, they have a hot dog eating contest. I'm a big hamburger guy, but I love hot dogs for Fourth of July. I love chips. Love, mm. love, love watermelon. I think that's like the big three for Fourth of July food. You got to throw in some potato salad too. You know, that, I'm not, that, that's that's right on the outside. I don't know. Yeah, you know, that's that's teach their own. That's not my kind of ballpark. I'm more of the Asini salad kind of guy. I don't know if you ever had that, but it's kind of like a fruit salad, but with Asini pasta, pineapple. It's good. It's good. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know what? I might have my mom make you some when you when you come out. You know have what? You, I'm have you and Becky. <laughs> I, I would love if it's got pineapple in it. It's it's. It might have been made from one or two of my cousins, so yeah, I'll yeah. try it. I gotta give it a try. Uh, do you have any traditions that you do on Fourth of July? I'm a, I normally just golf, and then I eat, and then I just chill. You know, Ooh. you know, we. So what we used to do is we used to go, or we've done this a few times, 
is my uncle's family lives in Orem. And like we're uh-huh. not like close but they're they're a cool they're a cool family. So we would go there and you know like the flowers, the one you light off and they spin around. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would get tennis rackets and light them and hit them into the road next to their house in their in their backyard. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, uh, uh, whatever you're. It. Well, give me the plug for next year. And we heard a crash. Yeah. Jeez, that sounds like fun. Have you ever been to Stadium of Fire? Once, the year that Miley Cyrus went. Oh, okay. You hit you you man. You hit it good. It, I was perfect timing. It was right in her. You know, it's right in her her, her transition between Hannah Montana into Miley Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like one of my big crushes and then one and then I'm walking in New York um and I see a magazine and I'm like wow Justin Bieber looks really weird I look closer I'm like <laughs> what that's Miley Cyrus <laughs> you were oh my gosh yeah that I, was I legit yeah like back in 2012 2000 yeah 2012 2013 I was like wow so she flipped the switch, but you know, to each to each their own. I've been to Stadium uh, Fire twice, so I'm done. I'm, I'm I've checked out. That's too too many. That's too too many times. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Who did you see? Who were the uh, Who were the acts? Um, Carrie Underwood. Ooh, and nice. then and then Reba McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> did they just play reruns of her TV show? Was that her performance? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> sweet Reba. Oh. Jeez, so she was. She has recently been the the colonel on KFC. Did you ever notice those commercials? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that she was a colonel. Very short lived. <laughs> they only wow. had like a few, maybe a few actual commercials with her as the colonel. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, but not hits. Yeah. You know. Um. So Stranger Things. I don't want to say it, but I can't wait to talk because I saw the first episode, and mm-hmm. that's going to be like the first thing I say when we do that pod. For this weekend and yeah, yeah. so you, you you probably know what i'm thinking about but <laughs> well yeah we'll, we'll we'll approach that bridge when we get there this weekend because i'm gonna we'll pump talk. out some episodes tonight and definitely tomorrow i'll probably finish it tomorrow yeah on it dude we honestly might even just finish it tonight <laughs> i think you should it's a free watch um all right well anything else dude i got a couple things I got, I got one big thing that I want to ask you about. So you remember Jurassic World two? Mm-hmm. Remember how much of a stinker that was? What was it called? Fallen Kingdom was that the title? Uh, I think I, it was I, just I, called the Bad Dinosaur. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jurassic yeah. World two, yeah. Big Baller Brontosaurus. Was that it? <laughs> that was it. I think that was it. When you put that in the tournament name, I had me dead. Like I lol when I saw that Big Baller Brontosaurus. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, that's right. So funny. Um, uh, what's what's the question? The the director Jay Bayona is going to be directing the Lord of the Rings series for Amazon Prime. I mean, what? Amazon has stu- has sunk two billion dollars in acquiring the rights for Lord of the Rings, and I got to know what you think of this. Man, that is dicey. I didn't know that he was doing that. Yeah, they you just, know how? I think they announced it yesterday. <laughs> Hold up, hold up. I, you know how I feel about Lord of the Rings. Like that is that is like my that is like my blood. Yeah, and I'm sacred. really excited for um, this Amazon series. Like I can th- I I can see it being 
Game of Thrones good. Like Game of Thrones as a whole is great. Last season, disappointing as we discussed. Sure, but that's that's dicey. You know, here, here's the thing. Maybe Lord of the Rings is like his realm. Like maybe Jurassic Park was, was just not his thing. You know what I mean? Well, and and it's kind of. I mean, Jurassic World. It's just like the story sucks. It's like, <laughs> like so it, they. You control the dinosaurs by pointing your gun with a laser at someone. Like, just shoot the guy. Or why do you need it, the die? It's just, it was just so convoluted and horrible. Oh, it was, but direction-wise, uh, I mean, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, no, it, it just didn't know what it was. So, dude, that's interesting. I'm looking at him right now. He's pretty. He looks fairly young. I mean, he was born in 1975. Sure. So, but. He looks like a young guy. That's, I don't know, dude. That Latin I, blood. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little, I'm a little worried. I mean, we'll see. I mean, hopefully, he's got some good people around him. Do you know yeah, how that's long the Amazon series is going to be? I mean, it's going to have to be pretty long. I'm assuming. Dude, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they've got like very like meant a bunch of seasons ready to go. But I mean, frick, they've sunk in two billion dollars to this. It's it's got they've got to be hiring the best of the best and Amazon puts out good series. Yeah, they do. They have a great movie selection too. Yikes! That's um. They, they don't have a release date yet on it. I don't even know if they have a cast yet. I know I saw. No. The, I saw the um the map of Lord of the Rings they're using is cut. So they're basing it on kind of the age of Numenir. So that's kind of like outside my realm of what I know about Lord of the Rings. So it'll be interesting, but yikes! Yeah. Okay. Oh, and then good question. Uh, one more, one more, one more question. Um, the trailer came out for Knives Out, the new Ryan Johnson movie. Oh, I say I'm... Ruin Johnson. Am I? Am I right? Ruin, I was Ruin actually Johnson gonna Star I was, Wars. I was gonna talk about this last pod, but I, we were wrapping up. I was like, uh, glad you brought this up. Um, I liked the trailer, dude. I thought. It was fun. I think it's a fun cast. And I really hope Ryan Johnson has put this whole Last Jedi fans are so toxic. I like the trailer. What what do you think about it? I think it's great. I think Ryan Johnson, when given just like individual original properties that he's creating, that's where he can shine. I think with Lord I think with Star Wars, it was just I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. We all know that, I mean, The Last Jedi for me has gone down a bit. Not a lot, but rewatchability yeah. is rough for that one. Um, Awakens. What? It doesn't have uh, the rewatchability as The Force Awakens. Does. No, and that's kind of why I've moved Force Awakens up now. Force Awakens for me, I think, is either four or three, something like that. But I, I think, the, I mean, the cast is dynamite. The trailer looks exciting. It's like a, you know, it's like a modern day whodunit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be good, you know? I think those, those, mur- th- those like murder mystery movies and like even the game, you know, shout out Clue. Movies to watch. Oh, yeah. You have to, you have to pick your, like it picks your brain a little bit. Like there's puzzles. And then when you rewatch it, you're able to see like, oh, okay. Like I like those yes. type of movies that make me think. And are kind of a bit of a mind bender in a in a sense. I don't think this will mm-hmm. be a mind bender, but it's a good mysterious, you know, good mystery movie. So I like the yeah. trailer, and I hope I, I agree with you. I think Ryan Johnson kind of flourishes in his own realm and doing his own mm-hmm. thing. But I think the Last Jedi was just 
not within his kind of source material, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And I think I think I think Disney really and Lucasfilms kinda dropped the ball on that. I think they've just been like, Hey, JJ Abrams, you got this trilogy. You did a solid like- job with Force Awakens. You write the next two, all of you, you direct them, boom. You know? Yeah, it, I guess they, I mean, if you think about it, like, the original trilogy was also, like, written and directed by different people. Mm-hmm. So maybe they thought, like, they'd kind of recapture that, but it just, just goes to show even further that Disney did not plan this sequel trilogy out well at all. Yeah. Whatever Kathleen yeah. Kennedy says. Yeah. It's, you know, no, we'll, didn't we'll, plan we'll see it what well. Rise of Skywalker gives, but I'm excited for Knives Out. I think it'll be a fun ride. I do too. I told. I definitely agree. Oh yeah. So speaking of speaking of the rides from the Far From Home, the Spider Man. I'm so glad you saw it last night. And we actually have the same grade, so I think we'll see a lot of eye to eye about. Um, yeah, you Far know. From home. <laughs> you know what's so interesting is I think the exact opposite about what you think because Spider Man Far From Home picks up right after what they call the blip or the snap. So like part of the school was snapped away and the other part like wasn't. Mm-hmm. So they come back from the blip and basically anyone that got blipped restarts the grade with those who also aged five years. So it's like, okay, we're at the end of the school year and Peter and his classmates are going on their like European trip. And basically he doesn't want to be Spider-Man. He wants to have a vacation. He wants to hang out with MJ. And from there, you know, you see as Nick Fury tries to intercept Peter and make him, you know, help them out with these elementals that Mysterio has started to call them that are, like, wreaking havoc around the globe. And so Peter, while he's in Europe, is basically still trying to decide, okay, how do I want to be Spider-Man? Can I live up to what Tony Stark thought that I could be? And sees him go on his own little journey and grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, great, great wrap up, great plot summary. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, I thought it was a fun movie. And like I mentioned to you, because I didn't say very much about it, but the first hour just felt slow. Um, it just some of the jokes didn't land. I mean, I didn't care about that one character that Peter was jealous of with Zendaya, and uh, there were some funny parts, but I just felt like they just tried as. But uh, like 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 I said to you, the second hour, the last hour, I thought was a blast. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal did a phenomenal job as Mysterio. I would have liked his character to be a little bit more fleshed out. I did like that aspect with Homecoming with the Vulture. I mean, it's Michael Keaton too. Yeah. But uh, I liked at the very beginning of the movie, the very beginning, um, they show like the Vulture and kind of his background and what things happened. And they kind of far from home, like the very first scene, it introduces Mysterio like right off the bat. But, yeah, uh, it I, it I does. Like, and the depth the depth of Vulture was a little bit better than Mysterio, but I did enjoy Mysterio as a villain a lot. And seeing him on the big screen was really cool. I agree. I, I think that well, I don't agree with everything that you say. I agree with the villain aspect. I think Vulture is a better villain, but Mysterio was cool. And we're you know, I think I think starting now. At 16 minutes, 10 seconds, spoilers are coming, okay? You've been warned. Oh, let's go. Bam, let's go. Um, yeah, uh, I, I loved the first hour, actually. 
Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. First hour for me was probably my favorite stuff. I, I liked just the grounded Peter interacting with his high school classmates and just trying to figure out how to get to MJ and wrestling with how do I be Spider-Man and meeting Mysterio and just like learning about how to read people and how to trust people and how to, you know, but like how to, I guess, grow as a superhero in a way. Uh, and when he gets the glasses, Edith, to be able to like just control like augmented reality basically that Tony gave him. It, it was interesting to see him use that and grow with Mysterio. Um, I didn't love like the huge monologue. So basically after Mysterio and Spider-Man beat the like lava elemental, they go, go and get drinks and Mysterio tricks Spider-Man into giving him the glasses so he could control uh-huh. like the drones and stuff. And I just didn't like the the exposition dialogue of, and thanks to you who remember in the first Iron Man, they kicked you out and now you're helping. And, you know, our, Tony fired me and Tony's a bad guy, but thanks for giving us the, you know, it was just like, I don't know. It was too much of here. This is exactly what's going on here, 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 here. Okay. Now we can keep going. Yeah. They, they, they really had to be like, all right, audience, this is what happened. Yada, yada, yada. And I felt like he didn't really need to introduce every side character that helped with it i think they should just, that that right there would have been a great time to really delve into mysterio's background how he came to know tony you know what i mean kind of do a little flashback right there would have been fun like i like the little barf throwback with the <laughs> you know the right. visuals yeah and uh what's what's it called the imagery so the augmented uh, reality so- or whatever it's called yeah 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 yeah. there it is gosh can't even think of the word um, so I, I, I didn't mind that part, but I agree with you to an extent that it was like, okay, that was a little bit overkill. Um, yeah, just the first hour, I just was like, golly, like when, when he gets, um, is it Edith? What's the, is that, those are glasses? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. When he gets Edith and then he sends that drone accidentally to kill that guy, like that whole five minutes was like, uh, like let's move on. Really? <laughs> I did I not, like I did not. I did not care for that. It's like, what does this have to do with the plot of the story to show how powerful Edith is? So I didn't care for that. I was like, mm. so yeah, you know, that's my, that's my opinion. Yeah, that's great. It's, I, we've got to find some way to disagree because we always agree with each other. Yeah. So I just didn't, I, I didn't care for that little five minute bit of just that whole thing. Like I thought it was kind of dumb. I thought the last hour was sweet. Um, you know, Spider-Man, Peter, getting a little emotional. He had no idea what to do. I liked how he was, was venting to Happy and even got, like, really pissed at Happy. And Happy just took it like a man. He's like, you know, that's Happy's like his new father figure now. Yeah. And um, I thought he did a good Yeah, I thought he did a good, good job. Man. And I also really like, kind of side note, is how they didn't objectify Aunt May, like every other scene in this movie, it was too much in Homecoming. Okay, yeah, I, you know, yeah, they, she's just like she was just like his aunt in this. Yeah, she didn't really have a lot to do, which was nice, and it was cool to see her and Happy's relationship kind of become more of a thing. I like that. Yeah, and just Homecoming was just like they're being a dead horse it's like yeah we know aunt may's hot like marissa tomei she's a beautiful actress but like yes. every other scene was like 
Oscar actor. winning actress at that. Yeah, exactly. So, oh my gosh, uh, I li- I really like Tom Holland in this movie. I thought the action was great, especially the last act. I thought that was sweet, kind of Peter coming to his own. I really liked the kind of the dream type sequence with Mysterio. Yeah. It looked so good too, but it, it also it like did. I mean, one thing that's like kind of hard to follow is they have to program that. Like the guy has to program it, so. I mean, I'm sure Mysterio planned it, but it just seems like a lot of, of special effects that he was able to program in such little time to get Peter to fall for it. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it's just such a dumb little nitpick. Also, um, Peter spends a lot of the movie trying to figure out his Spidey sense or his Peter tingle. That's what yeah. his Aunt May calls it. And I feel like him learning how to use it was just really abrupt and it was like oh okay all of a sudden you know how like there wasn't something that triggered and helped him realize what helped him use it it was just like okay i'm just gonna try and use it now yeah and, and yeah that scene where he defeats mysterious is just like come on peter tingle like yeah where was the where was the progress with that like even even aunt may kind of banters with him early on he's like where's the peter tingle yeah so and it, that was, like, one of the gripes with Homecoming that a lot of fans had. Like, where, where was the Spidey sense? Like, of course he has it, but it really has never shown it in these Spider-Man movies, which which I think is fine. Like, we have in the other Spider-Man movies. But it would be kind of a nice callback to see kind of, like, time slow down for Peter. And he able and he's able to, like, dodge attacks. You know what I mean? We're kind of forcing yeah. people. So I think that would be cool if they do that in the next Spider-Man. I was hoping for that. And far from home, but we didn't get it. Uh, I also liked the side characters more in this movie. I felt like Flash Thompson was a lot more grounded. Yes. As yes. Zendaya as MJ, I thought did a lot better job in this movie. She wasn't as annoying. She didn't come across as such a cold shoulder. And also Ned was, I felt like, a bit more funny and also relaxed as a friend. He wasn't as annoying. Yeah. No, I think they've definitely, like, fine-tuned everyone and also marvel has just this formula down where they know exactly how the character's supposed to be they and at this point they have so much money in it that mm-hmm. like they can do the progress of peter slowly learning different powers throughout movies because like they know this movie's gonna make almost a billion dollars they'll get an 800 million dollar return on the movie so frick any spider-man movie they put out it's going to be just fine. Captain Marvel made a billion dollars. The Avengers Endgame is going to make two and a half billion. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. They can just keep doing what they want and mm-hmm. it will continue to work. And I'll, my, I'll be in the seat. I'll be there. Yep. Um, so what do you think? Where do you, where does Spider-Man go from here? I guess we can start getting to the credit scenes. What is oh kind of, what are, what are some of your theories? Do you think Sinister Six is going to be included? Do you think Venom, Tom uh, Tom Hardy's character is going to introduce? Talk to me. What do we What do we think? Gosh, I mean, well, so the the mid credit scene is probably my favorite mid credit scene. Basically, the end of the movie is Peter and MJ swinging through New York, which I thought was was cool how they did it. They did it as like a like a like a POV of MJ with Peter swinging. That was really cool. And then basically they land, and Mysterio before he died set up this kind of show to make it seem like Spider-Man killed him. And they download the footage and they give it to J. Jonah Jameson 
who is once again played by our dear friend of the pod, longtime friend, first time listener of the pod, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, couldn't believe that. No, I I was so happy. I was not expecting J.K. Simmons to reprise his role. Mm-mm. No, and it's awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's a perfect J. Jonah Jameson. Like, he cannot be replaced. Like, I don't care if if DC somehow takes the rights of Spider-Man in the next five years. He's got to be <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson. Um, he is so, so it was awesome. Is, Mis- is Mysterio Mysterio's not dead, though, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Did he Maybe just go he on is. hiding? Maybe he isn't. I mean, it could all just be an illusion, you know? We have no idea. Because I know, uh, I know he got shot, but then he pretended like he got shot, like that was an illusion. Because Peter, Spider Man, grabbed the gun, was like, "Not today," you know what I mean, and then threw him down. Yeah, I, you know what I think. Where we go from here is we know that Scorpion and Vulture are in prison. Exactly, and I think Mysterio went hiding, or he gotten captured. I don't know. Or he has to. Yeah, be, I don't think. I don't think he's dead. Like. Yeah, I don't think he's going to that because I think he's going to come back. I think I mean, they're going to start developing. Gyllenhaal, and he's, yeah. oh, you know he's down for the role too. Like he loved it. And I thought he did a great job as it. Um, you, you get Mysterio. he's name actor that he's got to mm-hmm. be you in get, more. Yeah. You got Mysterio, you got Scorpion, you got Vulture. That's three. Rhino is going inter- to be introduced somehow, some way. And then uh, the other Sinister Six is there's there's kind of like different forms, different mm-hmm. you know types of Sinister Six. But Electro is in it as well. Yeah, you have Doc Ock. Yep. And then, um, geez, who's who's the hunter? The, the guy with the lion, Craven. That's Craven. it. He's also in the, yeah. You've got he's Morbius. also in the Sinister Six. On, yeah, they're working on the Morbius movie with Jared Leto. I. My my theory is, and, is oh, that the shocker, next Venom shocker. movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and we've seen it. Well, and we've got He's... the Prowler too. I mean, Donald Glover could play the Prowler. Yeah. So the, I mean, they have. I mean, they have the Shocker, Vulture, Scorpion, and Mysterio. They have those four that have already been on screen. I mean, sure, the Scorpion had a very very short scene in Homecoming, but like we know he exists. So here's here's my here's I'm gonna lay out for you what I think is they're gonna do. It's going to be a while. It's going to be, gosh, it's going to be a few movies, probably. But what you're going to see is in the next movie, Venom is going to face off against Carnage. And at the end, or somehow, we're going to see that Peter, for next summer, has a summer internship where he's going to go to San Francisco. And that's where he's going to meet Harry Osborn and also come into contact with... um, What's his name? With Venom, with with Eddie Brock, and I'm sure Peter, mm. in some moment, is going to be friends with J. Jonah Jameson. Join on to the DailyBugle.net, which it is, and when he's out in San Francisco, he's going to be competing with news stories with Eddie Brock, and there's going to be like a cat and mouse game with Eddie Brock as Venom and Tom Holland as Spider Man going up against each other Dude, as like competitors for. I, I would love, love, love that. Kind of, yeah. you know, I think I think now I think the next movie they should start phasing into, um, like the next movie should be like the first thirty minutes to an hour 
should be like the end of his senior year graduation. And then he's starting to go into jobs, internship, you know what I mean, with a daily bugle and start yeah. to get into that. So I'm all I'm all I'm all for that. My theory was that Tom Hardy Venom, Eddie Brock was gonna come to Manhattan and he was gonna internship um with the Daily Bugle and then Tom Holland was gonna be uh, Peter Parker was gonna be there and then that's how they met. And I like the Harry Osborne inclusion. I never I never even thought about that. I think you need to introduce Harry Osborne um ASAP here and maybe get the Green Goblin here. I mean they can milk out with Tom Holland with how like young he looks, because Toby McGuire looked like he was he looked old. Dude, yeah. they can milk out easily four more movies. Get in six Spider Man movies with Tom Holland. Are you kidding? If you think about it, Robert Downey Jr. played Iron Man for ten years. I yeah. Mean, Tom Holland can keep this up for even longer than that if he wants. The my biggest thing is and I was talking about with Becky about this the other day, is Ned, we don't know much about Ned's family or his background. So he is actually supposed to be the Hobgoblin in the comics. Okay, so that's what I was thinking. I was like, there's got to be something that happens with him that turns him against Peter or somehow pits them against each other. Yeah. Because I don't know who his family is. Which, you know, we don't know much about them. Which, like, physical appearance, Ned, the backer that plays Ned... That dude's got to slim down to play Hobgoblin, or unless we just get a fat Hobgoblin. <laughs> <laughs> Which would actually be kind of cool, like a gross, like, hunched-over Hobgoblin with, like... And, I mean, it's... that They could go, like, the, you know, campy side of the comics where he turns into, like, an actual monster. Yeah. And they did it with the lizard, and, gosh, those horrible, amazing Spider-Man movies. Oh, jeez. I, I mean... Don't act like they exist they're so bad yeah oh those are just so so sad that those two actually were made and developed and i actually went and saw them but the audacity uh, and gall of people to say that andrew garfield is a better spider-man than toby mcguire is just it's just blasphemous it's horrible it's wrong it's unholy and it should never be mentioned yeah ever um I, i will say this about um the, the two Spider-Mans, which I, I, I love, Tobey Maguire, and I really do like Tom Holland as a Spider-Man. I just prefer the first two Spider-Mans over any other Spider-Man made. And I, I would probably put Far From Home behind Spider-Verse. Go Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Verse, and Far From Home, then probably Homecoming. And then Spider-Man oh, I think 3. Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie made. Oh. It might be Spider-Man 2. Wow, that's, Spider- that's Spider- bold. Right um. Now, I will say they have a ton of material they can do with, with um, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I just would like them to kind of start to switch up the tone of the movies. Because they've been kind of light and fun. But I would like them to switch up the tone because the first two Spider-Mans are pretty intense. Like, almost a little bit dark at sometimes. And I think it would be awesome if they kind of switch up the tone a little bit. Like, you know, keep it light. Keep it fun here and there. But you know, get a little bit more dark, like have like a, a death of a character or, you know what I mean? Something like that, like a crazy villain, like Green Goblin was just killing people left and right in Spider-Man. Doc Ock, Doc Ock killed a bunch of doctors in the OR, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's straight out of like an evil dead horror. Yeah, so I would like oh, the tone for these next Spider-Mans to start be a little bit more, you know, intense. And, and dark. That is my biggest gripe with a lot of these Marvel movies is they play it tonally very safe. 
you know, they, they don't try and go make wild color palettes unless you're Thor Ragnarok. They don't try to branch out too much. And it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, we need a li- we need something a little different. Like we need yeah. Spider-Man. And the biggest thing with I was talking to Becky, probably this will probably be one of my last thoughts is the biggest issue with Spider-Man is that, you know, at the end of this mid credit scene, they let everyone know who Spider-Man is. And for me, Spider-Man, the hardest part about it is he's trying to keep his personal life and his superhero life separate. But now it's kind of that's that's out the window. Yeah. Everyone knows who he is. He's been revealed that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, which I think is 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 realistic. I mean, I think that's what would happen, you know, if you're in if you're in a world like today, people will figure out who he is. And so I like where they're going with that, but I, I agree with what you say. It needs it needs to be kicked up a notch. Yeah, and hopefully they do. Like 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 you said, they have a ton of material that could be done with the crossover between Venom, Spider Man. Who knows if we'll ever get that? I think that'd be awesome. I think that all of us fans deserve another re you know reshot at Spider Man and Venom because that oh, Spider Man three was so quick and it's just ugh. So I'm gonna give Spider Man Far From Home a B. Uh, I liked it. I had uh, some of those gripes I already mentioned. Those are some of the gripes, but last hour I thought was a lot of fun. Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio was great. Uh, hopefully he comes back. I don't know if he's dead. I need to look that up and kind of dive into that. Uh, the scrolls, yeah. the side note of the scrolls who were M- Maria Hill and um, Nick Fury. That was interesting. So they're good guys, I guess, from yeah. what we've gathered about Captain Marvel and now. So they're they're on the good side. Which I guess in the comics they were villains. They are very much villains. There's a huge like comic arc called the Secret Invasion. So maybe maybe trolls who are not down out, you know, people on Earth. So maybe they'll rebel, and that's going to be a new phase in the MCU with kind of some bad apples of scrolls. So we'll see. But I thought that was interesting. Nick Fury's just kind of doing his own thing in space, and maybe on another mission there. Yeah. Um. Okay. I have one more question for you, which is Marvel based, because I think this is this is something we're we're getting close to. Is Comic Con is coming up soon, and Marvel will be unveiling their Phase Four and how many other you know up to how many other phases they actually have. What is a Marvel character that has not been discussed, like in like news or rumors or anything that you think would be great to see on the big screen? Dude, I would really like to see Adam Warlock because I don't know a lot about him. They, they they teased him briefly in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, mm-hmm. and I know he's kind of like a a big shot. Uh, I would like to see a you know recast of Fantastic Four, maybe them being introduced to the MT- MCU. So those are my two. I don't know where. What is this Phase Five? Or is that what they're in? Phase Four. Gosh. Phase Four. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I think they really should start fleshing out Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man should be the new Iron Man, where Iron Man and Tony Stark were in, like, every other movie. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I think they should should start really doing that with Tom Holland, because he's in four movies. No, um, five. He's got yeah. two standalones. He's in Infinity War and Endgame and Civil War. Yeah, he's in five movies. Dang. What I think, there's there's two, there's there's a couple. Um, I had heard a little bit about Nova. I don't know much about Nova, but he's oh yeah, he's he's cool. So, yeah, give me some Nova or Moon Knight. 
Moon Knight's also sweet. When the, do you remember the game Marvel Ultimate Alliance? Yeah. yeah the, um, I love playing as Moon Knight on that. I don't even know who that is. He's he's got like I don't know much about who he is. I don't really remember, but he's kind of like Batman a little bit. Okay, kind of like almost. I mean, Iron Man's probably closer to the version of uh, Batman for Marvel, but Moon Knight I think is a little bit closer. Yeah, maybe more. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm totally with you on the Nova thing because I I would like to see him, and I don't know anything about Moon Knight, so I gotta yeah. I gotta delve into. Keep just pumping out so much Marvel characters. They have so many they can, they can throw Squirrel Girl in a movie. <laughs> I was thinking about Squirrel Girl too. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I mean, why not? Throw Anna Kendrick out there. Good, good heck. Um, and then we get a Black Widow movie, so that'll be interesting here soon. A little prequel. Uh, Keeks, what's your grade of Far From Home? I don't know if you said it yet. No, I have not. Um, I give it a B. I think it's pretty even throughout the whole movie. It's for me, it's like a movie like a B minus to B plus is just like, it's slightly above average, you know, it's just yeah. slightly above normal good movie. And that's what I think this is. It's like, it's good. It's like probably better than your average movie, but nothing that kicks it into, you know, Avengers infinity war or an end game or an iron man or like a Thor Ragnarok. Not yeah. quite up there. Yeah. Yeah. I so. agree. I think the tone would, if, if it was just a little bit darker in some moments, it's far from home. I think it I think would have boosted up my grade a little bit. And that's what makes Infinity War so great is that tone is dark. You know what I mean? And Endgame even, some pockets. And Thor Ragnarok's just such a ride. It's hilarious. True. Um, all so, right. Well, Stranger Things pod this weekend. Bam, three in a week. You guys get, just giving us those those pennies in our pockets. <laughs> to, to liter- quite literally pennies in our pockets. To get you three episodes, oh, you know, enjoy it. So if you're if you're traveled on the road, pump out that F- SFT <laughs> and uh, yeah, new, new logo update soon. Oh no, uh, yeah, yeah, we got to get that, got to get that taken care of. So I'll talk to you later. We'll plan for Sunday. Uh, pump the strange things out. Love that. All right, stay sweet, sweet, sweet.